Did you know that studies have shown affirmations can profoundly influence your psychological well-being, enhancing self-confidence and reducing anxiety? Here at Positive Birth Australia, we have crafted a 20-minute birth affirmations track filled with soulful, carefully curated affirmations to empower, inspire, and guide you to deeply remember the power you hold within. And to my fellow belly birth mothers, we have created a track specifically for you to honor that all birth is a sacred moment of profound significance. For only $5, you can download and immerse yourself in our affirmations track to transform your mindset in the lead up to birth and during labor, serving as a potent reminder of the inherent power and love you possess. Visit us at www.positivebirthaustralia.com or head to the show notes and follow the link provided to start your journey toward a more empowered birth experience. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia, a podcast created to empower and educate mothers along their own pregnancy journey. Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Positive Birth Australia. Today's episode is a very special one for me personally, not only because it's my sister-in-law's birth stories, but because I was actually present at the birth of her second child, Luna. Kate goes over both of her birth stories, the first one being pretty traumatic for her, but that experience played a huge role in her decisions with her daughter's birth. So I think it's really, really important that we share the entire journey for anyone that is listening that has had a traumatic birth experience first time around and needing some inspiration for their second. This is an amazing story for you guys. I hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoyed recording it. Hello, my sis. Thank you so much for coming on today's show. I am so excited for everyone to hear this story. Hey, sissy. Well, I'm excited to be able to share it because I've been finding myself wanting to tell like random people that I walk past mm. on a walk. So I feel you. It's, it's nice to be able to share it yeah. and be invited to share it. Do you want to quickly just tell us about yourself, like where you live and who's in your family? Yeah. So my name is obviously Kate and I live in Brisbane, Australia with my partner Luke and we have Leo who is two and a half and little Luna who is a month and she's all squished up on me right now with her smushy little lips. Stop it. Do you want to tell the listeners how old you were when you fell pregnant with your first child Leo and was he a planned pregnancy? Okay, so... Leo's conception, no. The short of it, he was not planned. He was obviously planned in the sense that he decided that was his right time to Mm -hmm. be conceived. But no, Luke and I certainly didn't have any plans um, to have any babies, at least at that point. Um, I was 29 when I fell pregnant and Leo was actually conceived in South Africa where Luke and I were both born Mm -hmm. so he was he was conceived in Luke's childhood home which I think is very cool so special yes very special and I didn't actually know 
I mean, I kind of knew I was pregnant, but I didn't know for sure as in that positive test mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks because we had been in we were going to be in South Africa for a month. Because you did a um I remember you telling me you did a you were playing darts or something. Yes. <laughs> this is the craziest story. This is uh I feel like I can just communicate so well to the universe and this yeah. is just an example of it where um we were at Luke's friend's house and I mean this you couldn't even plan this. No. Like professional dart players. I mean they probably could, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I said, All right, universe, if I am pregnant, let me get a bullseye right now. And I did. And I mean there was wow. rules for this darts game. We were meters back. I wasn't up close. I was behind the tape on the floor. Everyone was watching. There was like pressure, you know. So <laughs> Yeah, I got a bullseye and I was like, oh, wow. And you I'm, were pregnant. I am pregnant. I also, I also like, I could feel, you know, I'm pretty in tune yeah. with my body, which yeah. is cool. So I knew, but that was like, um, yeah, that was like definitive. Yeah, proof. exactly. Like, right. Okay. It's on. <laughs> so, yeah, I was scared though. I was scared to tell Luke, obviously, because it wasn't, it wasn't planned, obviously. Yeah. And he said, he certainly wasn't ready, but when it came to it, he was very excited and very ready. So, yeah. And yeah. did you do anything differently once you found out you were pregnant? Like, did you change your diet? Did you start taking uh, supplements or? Look, I went into probably full anxious mode because yeah. I had had three miscarriages beforehand with mm. a different partner. So I was really scared. I was scared that I potentially could lose this baby. But at the same time, I also had this this deep knowing that this baby it was going to stay. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm with my yeah. soulmate, you know. This is, yeah, there's, there, I'm so protected. So I was in this conflicting kind of space of oh, fear but also trust. Um, but, yeah, I certainly wasn't in the same mind space as I was with my pregnancy with Luna. Um, yeah, I was definitely guided a lot by fear. Mm. Uh, with regard to diet, yeah, I was so nervous. I mean, I obviously eat plant-based, so I I naturally was avoiding all of the things that they kind of tell you to avoid with pregnancy. But I kind of went next level. I would – anything I put in my mouth, I would Google. I did way too much Googling. Mm-hmm. I would Google everything. And if there was even a hint of like – uh, no, or err on the side of caution or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't even want to eat spinach leaves because I was scared that, you know, they hadn't been washed properly or that yeah. we could never wash them properly. So, yeah, wow. way too much fear. But at the same time, it's so weird because I never ate organically and I didn't, you know, I, I was drinking just like normal normal water. I wasn't yeah, like, wow. yeah, it's strange it's it's did you have any complications throughout your pregnancy with him like morning sickness or besides the anxiety obviously yeah no I I had I had really quite a textbook pregnancy very beautiful one I'm very lucky in that I didn't experience any morning sickness and you know it's strange because you're told kind of um that you you almost need to have morning sickness to to yeah. know that that you're you, you really are pregnant. So I was always a bit like, why am I? Why don't I have morning sickness? And your mum never had morning sickness, though, no. did she? Yeah. So I no, feel like it didn't. is kind of a genetic thing. Most women that for sure they kind of follow what their mums went through. Well, I found Definitely. that anyway. Well, I mean, there's lots of other examples through my pregnancy as well that are so similar to my mum. So yeah, yeah. I mean. Genetics have to come into play, yeah, surely, with absolutely. a lot of that. So, no, I had, obviously, as you said, aside from the anxiety and everything, I had a 
a really healthy, beautiful pregnancy. And I probably, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I would have enjoyed it a lot more if I didn't have that fear kind yeah. of always sort of looming, looming, yeah. looming over me. Do you want to take us to Leo's birth? So do you want to take us to that first day where you realized you were in labor? Did you have much pre-labor? I did. I actually, um, at about 37 weeks, things really started to ramp up for me and I started to feel a lot of changes in my body. And I remember my midwife saying to me, you're probably going to have this baby like tonight because that's at how... 37 weeks? Yeah, yeah, wow. 37 weeks because I... Um, oh, you know what? It might have been 38. It might have been kind of approaching 38. Approaching. Yeah, got you. Yeah, yeah. Still early um, though for first baby. Yes, definitely. And so I was feeling these changes in my body and really I, I with both pregnancies, felt Braxton Hicks from about 16 weeks. So... It was just there were very intense Braxton Hicks and mm. I just was constantly aware of these like intense feelings. So as soon as she said that, I um, I really panicked and I was like, wow, okay, you know, I thought my whole pregnancy I was ready to – I was ready for, you know, labor and birth and whatnot, but maybe I'm not. Yeah. And so, yeah, maybe, maybe she was right, maybe she wasn't or maybe I just – this fear kicked in a lot and mm. then everything kind of stopped you know maybe I was on the way on my way to having a baby and maybe I just have babies a little bit earlier but yeah Leo wasn't born until after 40 weeks mm. and had you done any prep for Leo's birth like read any books or done any classes anything no, like that I did <laughs> I did a hospital birthing class, which oh. <laughs> in hindsight, I really wish I hadn't done yeah. because I feel like it's so oh, yeah, unnatural, I know. but also at the same time, you're like, well, this is what you're supposed to do. Exactly. You don't know any better. I did an awesome breastfeeding one at the hospital and that, that was great. Um, mm. But yeah, no, I, I so started no a books. book. No, I started one, and funny enough, it's the same one that I read and that I just beg everyone to read now after Luna's birth. Which um, one's that? Birth with Confidence by Rhea yeah, Dempsey. So good. It's just the most amazing book, and just for every single reason. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'd read a little bit, but I also I was quite excited to give birth, and I was never afraid of the actual birthing process. But when it came to it, I completely okay. So yeah, I guess I. I get very distracted with stuff like this. I'll kind of get to the day. So the morning of um, when my my labor started properly, I um, I woke up and I was like, okay, you know, this feels very different. You know, mm. I really I couldn't really walk. I mean, I could, but it didn't feel comfortable. Nothing really felt easy, you know. Yeah. And then my we, I went for a walk with my family um, along the water. And then I decided to get really irritable and quite like, yeah, I guess I sort of felt an element of pain. And then I was sitting on my birth ball on my bed watching MTV Music Awards of all things. And then <laughs> I heard this like, I thought it was a, a, like a firecracker. And I was like, what the fuck was that? Oh, I don't know if we can swear or not. Yeah, Sorry, that's, fine. Yeah. that's fine. I, I was like, <laughs> what, what was that, you know? Um, and so I got off the ball and I remember feeling this weird, like, explosion of gas in my stomach. And I thought, oh, wow. oh no, I'm not in labor. That, that was just, like, gas pains. That was just, I just, yeah, that's all it was. And then I stood up and I realized that it was my waters. And it was just everywhere. It was the strangest, coolest, wow. exciting, scaring 
weirdest feeling yeah I'd ever felt and um I tried calling my mom my dad because we were living at that stage at the back of my parents property in a little cottage Luke none of them were around and eventually one of I don't know I think it was my mom came in and was like what's up and I was like my waters are broken but you know I went into this instant stage of like not knowing what to think or feel and kind of fear and I was like oh no like what what happens now sort of thing I I just yeah so so you was you were fearful more than anything or yeah yeah Mm, yeah probably anxious and I just I completely disconnected I, I didn't work with my body at all or the process I just wanted to separate myself completely from the, the feelings that I was feeling, mm-hmm. you know, I hadn't learned about how the body works. So I had no appreciation like I did with Luna's labor. I had no appreciation of the process. I was just like, what is happening? Yeah. And make it stop, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't breathe through any of the contractions that I felt. And in the breaks that I did have, I didn't rest. I didn't drink any water. I didn't, you know, breathe through it and like Mm. surrender to the process I was just dreading the next contraction so really I so that whole time you were basically in fear mode rather than relaxing which would have interfered exactly yeah and so you know I truly believe that's why the process was so long yeah and also it was a disturbed and and interrupted labor which I think is so important for that to not be the case you know Mm. and once your waters had broken did you go straight to the hospital I did I actually I kind of waited I went to the hospital about two hours after that because I was like well you know with how I feel right now I'm obviously going to be having this baby like this is this is it you know Mm. I this my body is about to do this so I went to the hospital and you know with that um labor I had had a couple of um, occasions when I was, I thought something was wrong. And so I'd gone to the hospital throughout my pregnancy and got checked like cervical checks, which I'm so glad I learned about and, you know, it didn't do in my second pregnancy, but yeah, so I was all for getting checked and they're like, let's check here. And I think, I think I was only, you know, two centimeters dilated or something. And so I felt incredibly defeated. And obviously I've learned now that that means nothing. You can go from a two to a 10 in like 30 minutes. Exactly. So it meant nothing. But obviously that, that defeated feeling really, and I think that can stall your labor as well. I was like, Oh, Mm. nothing's happening. So my body's like, okay, nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. So I went back home and I labored at my midwife ended up coming over and I ended up laboring. Um, I was lucky in that I was in a midwife program and so I had the same midwife throughout my pregnancy and obviously for birth. And which I hospital labored, was that through? That, so this was at Redlands Hospital in Cleveland cool. in Brisbane. I actually worked there at the time as well, which was, yeah, cool but also a weird feeling. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I ended up going back. My midwife told me, okay, I have to tell you this part of the story because I think that this is important as well to for women to know that your labour when it's disturbed and interrupted it really can prolong things mm-hmm. we I ended up using all the hot water in our little cottage and um I had to then go into my parents house and use all of their hot water which ended up happening but it was also very distracting you know and bless my family but you know dad was watching tv and like mum was excited and like the dogs were there and it was 
it was a lot happening. Yeah. I wasn't focused on, you know, really being still and like going within. I was really focused on everything that was happening around me. Mm-hmm. I was aware of the fact that there was no hot water now in my parents' house. So I was sitting in a cold bath. Luke was boiling. Um, Luke, mum and dad, I think we're bringing pots of hot water to try and warm the bath up. Wow. But at that point, I was like, I want to go. So this was another like six hours later and my midwife then checked me and I think I was only like a four and I thought, this is not happening. What? Wow. Why? Why am I not like this? Is, I should be like fully dilated. Anyway, I ended up going to the hospital and, and mum and Luke came with me and it was, it was you know, really lovely in the sense that my midwife really um, acknowledged how I wanted my birth space to be. So there was no lights. I was on a mattress on the floor. I had my, um, my uh, what's it called, the diffuser going with yeah. oils that I wanted and I had my birth playlist, which, note to everyone, get Spotify unlimited because I kept getting like McDonald's adverts and stuff through oh and it was it, Luke would panic and Luke wow. would panic and I would just be like turn it off you know oh no so, okay yeah it That's was a good the tip. worst yeah it was the worst <laughs> so I labored there and it was you know everything was fine and it got to about 10 p.m and I guess I was showing my midwife full-on signs that I was ready mm-hmm. to birth. You know, I couldn't walk or talk at that point. And I got into a position that, I mean, she said to me, do you do you feel comfortable? And I didn't, but I just, I didn't, I couldn't vocalize that at all. So I was kind of in a squatted position, but all of my weight was on. So Luke was sitting in a chair and my arms were over his knees and it didn't feel comfortable at all. But I was like, well, I, I guess I'm supposed to do this. At that point, I was very trusting in like, hey, ignore what your body's telling you and really listen to what everyone else is telling you you know they they the experts right yeah. now I, I never trusted my body at all I was wow. felt very separated um which I suppose so, I mean anyone in that position would have been the same and that's what you 1000 you didn't know any different so you just trust the medical team exactly 1000 percent and so, yeah, I was in this weird kind of position, which a lot of women actually birth in this, but it didn't feel right for me. And then my midwife said to me, you know, if, if it feels right for you, push. And honestly, there was nothing in my body that felt like ready to push. No. Wow. And it's so funny because when I speak about Luna's birth, I mean, my body did that all yeah. for me. So at no point did I get to that, that stage. I was also really scared of being sent home again. I didn't want to be sent home. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to like push this baby out. I'm, that's just what I'm going to do. Yeah. And so I pushed and it didn't feel right. And I remember feeling really scared. And then, you know, my midwife checked uh, Leo's heart rate and he'd gone into distress. So she very quickly made me go to the bed and then I'll make this part really short because um, mm-hmm. I know that we don't want to focus too much on it. But um, he had gone into distress and basically she checked me and I had a swollen cervical lip from pushing when my body wasn't ready. So mm-hmm. that obviously – I also wasn't fully dilated. I was like almost there. But, but now obviously there's this kind of complication. At this point I was exhausted. So this is about I think 13 hours I had been in – in like active labor, active labor. Yeah. 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 So, or maybe eight hours of active labor and then the rest was kind of the, the pre-labor. I don't know. It was, it was still it was a, a lot. It was, it was yeah. a lot. It was a long time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she 
I'm so grateful to my beautiful Luke for this because I really actually didn't know to the extent of what was happening. Like if, if I had known the how much panic there was, I would have been a lot more panicked and things may have taken a different course. But mm-hmm. my I think Leo's heart rate dropped a lot and then my midwife sounded the um, – like the emergency alarm, whatever it is, the code blue. And so all of a sudden it was lights on, a team of people kind of over me. Luke's blocking my eyes at this point, so I'm not even seeing what's happening. Um, But also I was so tired that uh, I just couldn't even give it any energy. Mm -hmm. So basically I then, there's this doctor that's kind of like now right in my face and she's saying, you need to go in for an emergency cesarean right now. Mm, And my midwife knew that that was – the opposite of obviously what I wanted. But again, I mean, I, I knew I had to not have too high expectations. Whatever I needed to do for my baby to be safely born was the, obviously the, the goal. Mm-hmm. But I, I really wanted to try to avoid that. So she said, no, wait, wait. And I could then see her checking the heart rate monitor and I could see – I mean, I could obviously feel the panic and the tension in the room, but she then said, no, 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 his heart rate is stabilizing. So the doctor then said, fine, you know, but you have two options. You can either have an epidural right now so that if this happens again, you basically have no choice. You're going in for the cesarean. Yeah. Or you don't have to get the epidural. And if this happens again, you're going to go under general anesthetic and you're going to essentially be knocked out and, mm-hmm. and not be there for the birth of your baby. And I was like, okay, well, I you know, and I'd learned a lot about epidurals and I really was not keen on one. I wasn't. And I mean, I got too fully dilated without having one. So you're not even really, I don't think that you're supposed to even have one at that yeah, point. Yeah, I didn't think, I thought there was a point of no return and I thought that yes. was at like eight centimeters. Yes, yes, me too. So um, I guess that they had kind of, I don't know, made that decision that mm. I had, those are my two choices. So I was like, okay, well, obviously I'm an epidural. But now they had to bring out this team because I have scoliosis. So I had to get this specialized, um, whoever it is that comes to administer the epidural and they had to bring students and whatnot. And so like the whole process was disturbed even more. So they had to be, it was like, they had to be extra cautious with the epidural and administering it. So yeah, that took even more time. And then obviously you get the epidural and everything stops. Yeah. Look, I, I really appreciated the little rest that I got, but now obviously I couldn't feel anything in my body. And so it was a couple of hours of me just kind of waiting around. And then, you know, my dad came. Oh, it sucks so much because I, it was cool that my parents were there, but I, I wish that they were able to have experienced the birth of Luna so they could see that that is not, you know, what birth how can birth, look like. Yeah, what yeah. birth can look like. Um, but at the same time, I'm you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the team that I did have there for Luna's birth. But yeah, I, then obviously everything stopped and then I now had the lights on and everything and I'm in stirrups and now it's really clinical and the opposite of like what I had my birth plan, Mm. what I wanted it to look like. But now I also had the head of the um, birth suite in there as well, who was, I guess, monitoring the doctor who was there to, deliver leo so i felt really nervous i was like what's happening why do we have like these extra people but at the same time i was also like just too tired to care really Mm. and yeah so then i was told all right kate like you push you're having a contraction but now i can't feel anything so i'm pushing with 
all of my might and like yelling at Luke to like push my head to help give me this extra push. Anyway, none of it was working. Leo just wasn't coming out. So I was I was told by the doctor, you know, you, you're going to have to beat us to it, to a vacuum extraction. Like if you can't push Leo out, we're going to have to pull him out or it's a cesarean, like your choice. Mm. I really Gosh. didn't like that part because I put so much pressure on myself, you know, and my poor body and my poor baby. Mm. And yeah, Leo was a vacuum extraction and he um, had meconium with it on, it on him when he was born. And so it was very much like an emergency at that point. His cord was cut immediately. He was put on my chest for honestly a split second mm. and then taken like everyone looked really panicked panicked he was taken and given oxygen on the um all quite similar to your experiences yeah um, very. but obviously yours took a different more, more horrific turn but yeah, yeah he was then taken to the nursery for four hours and mm. thank goodness Luke was was um with him but after that you know I never felt any um oxytocin rush I didn't feel any of the hormones that your body gives you you're in complete shock I was in shock I was in a lot of pain I was scared I everyone then left the birth suite you know I was just there with a different midwife now and um, I was prior to that though I bled a lot like there was a lot of panic I was then given all sorts of things I didn't know what I was being given and maybe I was told I don't know I can't remember but there was this urgency to get my placenta out and Yeah, so there was a lot of bleeding, a lot of trauma attached to the whole situation. And, um, yeah, I ended up being in a wheelchair for a couple of hours because obviously you can't feel anything. Yeah. I had, like, horrific diarrhea afterwards. It was just not pleasant. I was swollen and red and I looked unwell. I looked like I was – I looked sick, you know. Mm. And then, yeah, I ended up eventually – being able to go and see Leo and Luke at this point. So, yeah, I was left alone for a couple of hours and I just bawled and oh. bawled and bawled and thought, is this, oh like, what, God. is this how it's supposed to, is this how babies are born? Like, I never want to do this again. Yeah. And as a mother as well, having your child taken away from you right oh. after giving birth is something you just never get over. No, no, you don't, you don't, yeah. you don't. And I never got that initial, like, bonding feeling with Leo. Yeah. He wouldn't attached she he didn't feed straight away and I was just like what the fuck's going on like is this this isn't surely this isn't how it's supposed to be but I actually thought that that is how it's supposed to be you know I I hadn't known any home birth stories beforehand or any cool hospital birth stories I'd only ever known of like scary stories Mm -hmm. um so yeah whilst I thought oh mine will never be like that there was an element of of it yeah you know and so yeah eventually Leo came back and he was like checked every hour and I was checked every hour and there was just, oh, I'm actually, it's so weird. Like I can actually just go straight back and I'm feeling those emotions again. And it wasn't nice. I didn't enjoy any of it. And I was like, no, this is it. We will, we won't ever have another baby because I I could never put myself by baby or Luke through that again. Mm -hmm. You know, there's also birth trauma for the fathers. Oh, absolutely. People forget about the dads. People do forget about the dads and they're the ones that are supposed to remain strong and brave. And I could tell that there was a part of Luke that was like broken after that, you Mm. know? So yeah, that was in a nutshell, Leo's 
birth story. So I suppose that would have been the point where you realized, okay, second baby, we are not having this same experience again. What can we do differently? Absolutely. That is what inspired me when I did decide, like I started to very much feel this little baby around me. Mm -hmm. I'd been told that I was going to be having this little baby. And then I really started craving it. I mean, I was like riding on the driveway to Luke when Leo and I were playing, like, let's make a Luna because I always knew I was going to have this little girl called Luna Mm -hmm. as you do, you know that as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I had, um, I was like kind of, I was ready for many more months before Luke was. So I'd said to him, look, when you're ready, I'm ready. But I hadn't been ready for a long time. How old was Leo? Leo was when I fell pregnant or when I had decided I was ready for another baby. Both. Uh, ready probably. Oh, I struggled a lot with postnatal anxiety, um, for many months after Leo, uh, mm-hmm. oh, it was horrific because of actually. the birth, because of the birth. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and, and that's something people yeah. don't understand as well is how, like you don't just give birth, have a traumatic experience, leave the hospital and, you know, go back to normal sweet. life. No, no, you literally no. deal with those demons for a, long for a very long time. Some women don't ever get over Never it. Get, no, exactly. Mm. And that is why I'm so grateful for this experience and why I want women and why you want women to know that birth can be so positive and so extraordinarily healing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so I, uh, maybe when Leo was about one and a half or, mm, yeah, one and a half, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, like, ready, you know. Yeah. And Luke oh, wasn't. I can hear Luna. <laughs> I'm not. Oh, she's. Oh, she's having a little sleep cry. Bless her. Baby girl. Oh gosh. And I'm then, how old was Leo when you fell mm, pregnant? I fell pregnant two months before Leo turned two. So yeah, twenty-two months. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, Luke actually, I left it up to him. I said, "Well, I'm ready when you're ready," and he basically just. You were there the night Mm -hmm. that she was conceived. (laughs) He just surprised me. Basically, he just didn't pull out. Mm. And we're both a little bit tipsy. And I remember waking up in the middle of the night and I was like, oh, my God, Luke. Like, Luke didn't pull out. Was that on purpose? Was that on purpose or was he tipsy? But knowing Luke, I was like, I don't think that was on purpose. But also I felt this element of anxiety because I was like, I am 1,000% pregnant. I knew. I could feel it like instantly. I remember you saying the next day uh, you were pregnant. The next morning I said to you, sis, I'm pregnant. And we got a photo. <laughs> we got a photo we did. on we got the map. a photo <laughs> of where Luna was conceived. So funny. Uh, we need to actually post that one day. Yeah, Even your should. face, you're like, yeah, we know what's up. We know that this is, yeah, this has happened. This has happened. So, um yeah, Luke the next day said to me, do you, like, remember that I, like, I came in you? And I was like, yeah, do obviously you know. And he's like, yeah, well, I'm ready. And there was this insane element of, like, excited, mm-hmm. like, joy. We were just high because we knew, we knew. Like, I was pregnant with this little girl. Like, it, yeah. it was just in our story. So, yeah, um, obviously, yeah, I say that I, I knew. And I remember – um, a couple of days before I tested, I was sitting outside with Luke and I was like, I'm, you do realize I'm pregnant. And he was like, Oh, without a doubt, like you have to be like, it's it, this, we know, we knew, we, we knew that this baby was going to like, as soon as it, 
as soon as Luke had decided that I was going to be pregnant kind of thing, luckily enough. Um, So, yeah, I ended up testing five days before my period was due. I was like, I wanted that actual like confirmation. confirmation. And I was having a bath with Leo at the time. And I was, I remember talking to him and I was like, I'm just going to do a pregnancy test and just see, like, we'll just see. So I did it and then I put it on the counter and I got back in the bath and then I left it for a while. And then I stepped out of the bath just with one leg and I kind of leaned over the counter and I could see that it was positive. And I was like, <gasps> Leo, I'm pregnant. And I just started crying and he obviously didn't know what I was talking about. But yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, this is happening. And I remember just feeling so, so, so grateful. I'd had the – I'd put the test on this big, beautiful crystal that Luke's Luke's father um, passed away many years ago, but it's a crystal that he owned that I feel so connected to. And I also feel so connected to Luke's dad. I feel him around a lot. But, yeah, I put it – I put the the pregnancy test on that crystal and I was like, Louis – that was Luke's dad's name. I was like – I know that you, you're going to come through for us because I feel like he's had this this little baby, this little spirit yeah. baby with him. Um, so, yeah, it was – I remember saying thank you, like, Louis. It was, yeah, weird but also beautiful. Was like, so oh beautiful. God, he's, he's, he's given us this little baby. Definitely. So, yeah, that's when I found out. Yeah, wow. And what do you feel was different between your pregnancy with Luna compared to Leo's pregnancy? Okay, honestly, I experienced uh, probably the the most intense, I mean, the majority of my life I've been a pretty anxious person, but the most intense anxiety ever post-pregnancy with Leo. I was scared of everything, and I mean down to the mattress that we were sleeping on, like, was it off gassing? You know, mm. what was our, what, what had our walls been painted with? I mean, like to the extremes. And I guess maybe that's normal when you have this new little baby that you're loving and you're like, oh, you just don't want it, them to be harmed at all, you know? Yeah. So I guess it is kind of understandable, but it, it went to a level of like, you know, Luke and I almost broke up. It was a lot. Mm. And I was just like, sad and anxious all the time so it got to a point of where I was like I actually don't like feeling like this and it's not good for my family and I need to like start putting some practices into place to change this mindset of mine and like start really enjoying life mm-hmm. and it was a lot of hard work you know and um I, I think a couple of people think that you know Luna's birth my pregnancy and my birth were just like I was lucky you know and yeah, I'm lucky that that was my experience. But at the same time, it was I went through a huge amount of prep and like Absolutely. self-growth and like digging into the mm. depths to like, you know, um, heal some some inner wounds yeah, to definitely. be able to grow from that. Yeah. And um, obviously when you become a mother, I feel like it's you just I, I, everything is shattered. Your walls are shattered and you become a lot more grounded and a lot more like you start like asking questions and digging deep with things and like you mm. want to know everything, you know. And so I just started um, practicing a lot more self-care and just being a lot more gentle with myself and a lot of reading and a lot of uh, forgiving and a lot of meditation and body work and, you mm. know, talking about things rather than like I'm good at just not – I'd like kind of – repressing and then it eats away at me Mm. so yeah I my 
pregnancy with Luna, I basically, my main thing is that I was just, I, I told myself every day, I, I am so protected. We are so protected. Like this is just going to be the most beautiful journey. I know that it's going to be beautiful and that she's going to have a, a really beautiful birth and it's, you know, not all experiences have to be the same. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just have kept affirming to myself that, and, you know, really trusting that was a big thing for me learning about how the female body works during pregnancy and labor and birth. Mm. And I just became so in awe of my body and the process. And so I was able to really trust in that, you know, trust in my body, trust in the process, trust in the universe and just give thanks for, you know, my ability to, to carry and birth a baby. And so, yeah, I did. And what prep did you do with Luna this time around? I did a lot of reading. Hey, I read books. Yeah. <laughs> I keep saying to people, read this, please, yes. because I wish I'd done it with Leo. Mm-hmm. I think I would have been a lot more mentally prepared. So for me, reading these books, I was able to learn about how the body works. And I was able to like reframe my 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 thinking when it came to like pain and labor. And, you know, learning that it, pain is actually powerful and that you learning how to work with it. So I was... I wasn't nervous, but I definitely remembered very vividly how I just didn't breathe through any of my contractions with Leo. And so I knew that my main thing this time was going to be breathing. And you'll remember, sis, each time I was just, my breath was so loud, you Mm -hmm. know, I was, I was doing it so loud. So it would distract me from anything. And honestly, it was, I say my saving grace, like I wasn't at a point ever where I was like, help desperately you know but I was like you know what can get me through this and my breath yeah so I did a lot of like deep breathing all through my pregnancy I just always reminded myself to breathe and it's funny because you gave me um uh an affirmation list of that what I at my blessing way that I kept repeating to myself open breathe relax release Mm -hmm. and so yeah I repeated yes I repeated a lot of affirmations to myself throughout my pregnancy surrender and trust and I just fully with everything in me believed that everything was going to be okay and so just that knowing um was a big difference and I didn't feel any fear I had a beautiful team of midwives and I mean I saw did you know you were going to have a home birth straight away when you felt pregnant with Luna well prior to falling pregnant with Luna I'd said to Luke you know if we have another baby which I knew in my head, I was like, I will make this happen. Yeah. I said, I, we're having a home birth. Like you will and, with your third. <laughs> oh, Luke, you're not listening. I, yeah, it's funny because when we moved into this beautiful house, I had this thought, and this was well before even thinking about having a baby. I was like, my baby's going to be born here, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And because so, you've got a beautiful big avocado tree, beautiful big deck. Yes, yeah. and just we're surrounded by these fruit trees and mm-hmm. – it's just this like delicious little cottage and I just was like, my baby's going to be born here. Um, so, yeah, I had said to Luke, we're having a home birth. He's like, well, I don't know about that. You know, what happens if the same thing happens with Leo? And I'm like, well, it's not because yeah. I'm going to have a – I just know that I'm going to understand birth a lot more and how my body works and I'm what just – What books did you read? Do you remember so all I, of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually only read two. I read In a May. Um, I think it's called A Guide to Childbirth. Oh, that is the best book. It's the best book because it really – she. I like that she gives so many 
um, stories, mm-hmm. like examples of, you know, women birthing, yeah, in power and mm-hmm. just like really affirming that birth is natural and that you can yeah. like do it anywhere really. Like reminding us that our, our cells are pre-programmed for birth, like yeah. we've been birthing for centuries. Um, but my favourite Birth with Confidence by Rhea Dempsey. Honestly, yeah. just she just writes so well and she really just explains each hormonal process during labor and delivery and, and literally step by step what your body goes through. And I think it's really important to know that. So that's so when, important. It's so important because there's pain and then there's pain. And it's I you need to be able to differentiate like what is like emergency pain and what is mm. your body in peak physical performance, birth, you know. Um, so I knew what was happening with my body and I was like, yeah. this is normal. This isn't like scary. And yeah, it's intense. You know, it is yeah. intense. There's no denying that it was intense, but I was able to find a real deep appreciation and, and beauty in the process mm-hmm. because I was in awe of my body. It yeah. was fascinating to me what my body knows to do without any input without a team of people without me even doing anything my mm. I literally just got out of the way yeah I love that fully. get out of the way yeah. let your body get do out it. of the way of your body and yeah get out of your head mm-hmm. and just breathe and surrender but also have the trust. right team around you I feel like that's absolutely super important. so how did you find your midwives once you decided so, home birth how did you find them mm-hmm. I um it was actually always my a dream of mine to free birth but at the same time I I wanted to have um I wanted to have the support of women around me I really yeah. did obviously really wanted Luke Luke's support but I wanted to and look I never had a there was never a doubt de- like I, I never thought well what if something happens what if something goes wrong and people would say that to me a lot well, what happens if something goes wrong and I'm like mm-hmm. well I'll go to the hospital the hospital's two minutes away my team will come prepared for emergencies whatever mm-hmm. it may be but I um so yeah I was a, a dream to free birth but also I I wanted to have a team there that knew that could encourage me and and support me and be like remind me hey what you're feeling is normal because you do have these these moments and Ria talks about in her book called crisis of confidence where you're like I can't do this I, I need to go to the hospital I whatever and I wanted to be able to have the right um team of women there to be like mm, you can do this and this is normal mm-hmm. and you are fine because sometimes it doesn't matter how much prep you do you will have those crisis of confidence moments where you're like, of course. <laughs> so yeah. my student midwife actually had said to me, you know, do you have plans to have from Leah's birth? She was amazing. Um, and I remember her reminding me the whole time, trust in your body. And I was just like, stop, you know, be quiet. No, my body doesn't know what it's doing right now. But in uh-huh. hindsight, I, I wish I'd listened more to her. Yeah. But anyway, she, I'd said to her, I don't want to have another baby um, unless I'm, you know, I can do that at home. And she was like, well, these are the midwives for you then, you know, they're very holistic. That was just so, ah, uh, just, I don't actually even have the words for just how amazing this midwife team is, mm. but they're just, um, their motto is gentle birth heals mother earth. And I was like, that is everything mm, wow. that I'm about. They are for me. 
So, yeah, I actually messaged them about six months before I fell pregnant with, with Luna and I was like, hey, I know that I'm going to be pregnant soon. <laughs> you know, can I meet up with you as soon as that happens, whatever. At that point, I was really – there was talk of home births being banned actually. They were going to be re- removing the insurance from midwives. So I was really scared. I was like, you know, maybe I don't want to – fall pregnant if I can't do this at home Mm. you know so I actually had spoken to them well beforehand and they're like no you know it looks like everything's going to be in place you know for another couple of years so no stress so I was like wow I didn't know that yeah 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 they were threatening to remove um the insurance so then obviously it puts midwives in a position of well you need to be insured for these things so yeah and I mean that would have just pushed more women to free birth Mm, exactly (laughs) so yeah so um which is not a a bad thing but also you know someone might not be totally comfortable with the idea so yeah and what stage did you meet up with them I met up with them um when I was about six weeks pregnant Mm -hmm. my beautiful midwife Meg and yeah she was basically just like well you're just going to, like, be pregnant and we will see each other. There was two points in my pregnancy where they wanted to see me um, just to speak about care planning and, you know, reasons for transfer to a hospital. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, and, you know, outside of those two times, see me when you want to see me. Mm-hmm. So I really loved that. I really loved just being pregnant and just, like, trusting in the process. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't see my midwife a lot. I think I saw her maybe four times. So the first time, um, another time just to like chat really and get Mm. to know her and then another couple of times. So it was really lovely not like having all of these tests and, you know, doing things that I was, I was told in the hospital, you, you need to do these things. Mm -hmm. I didn't ever feel comfortable doing them. Like for instance, and look, each woman is different. I don't, the, my experience is my experience and I don't ever want anyone to think that I'm suggesting you're wrong for whatever you do. Yeah. So for me, I did not want to do the gestational diabetes test and it was really nice to be supported on that. Whereas in the hospital it was like, well, you have to do this. Yeah. I was so sick afterwards. I hated the whole process. I didn't like it. I didn't feel right at the time. So yeah, it was really nice. But you're never told that you can actually say no to exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. Which is really frustrating because I declined both of them for both of my pregnancies and there was absolutely no issues at all. Nice. I didn't know that you declined it with Bella. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I did. Yeah, nice, nice, yeah. Because oh, I was oh, obviously was low risk. I fit that criteria. So they were able to take the test in exactly. other ways, but they don't tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And plus I was so – at that point in my life, I really – Oh, I was not the woman I am today where I very much mm. was like, I follow authority, you know. Yeah. I was like, whatever you say, I'll do. Whereas now I, I kind of question everything and I'm also like, I'm going to do what feels right for me, you know. So, yeah, I I, I loved that my midwife really honoured the journey that I wanted to take. And, yeah, it was basically like, well, we'll see you when you're having this baby and, wow. you know, call me at whatever point you want to call me. I can be there the whole time. I can wait outside while your baby's being born and come in if you need me. I will be there in whatever capacity you need me. And I really loved that. I felt very supported. I felt very safe. You know, she had been a hospital midwife as well and she had had home birth. Uh, uh, home births? Yeah, I think she had had her had home births and she just very much was in alignment with my yeah what you want and what I wanted so yeah I'm oh 
love her to death and I, I love mm-hmm. our our secondary midwife Mayette as well. So yeah, that was um how I also then was told by a few friends when I said I was pregnant having a home birth, they were like, You need to go with it takes a village midwifery. You need to go with this this midwife team and I was like, Ready am girlfriend, <laughs> so thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. Do you want to take us to the start of labor with baby Luna? Okay, so I had said after I was pregnant for a few months, I was like, this baby's going to come early. I just know. I just feel. Do you remember me saying that? Yes. I was like, I feel like she's just, she's going to come early. And obviously, like, I don't place any weight on, like, due dates, whatever. I knew she would come when she's ready. But I, I felt like it would be earlier than what was predicted Mm -hmm. so yeah I also I need to mention so this is important we didn't know we're having a girl like it hadn't been obviously with an ultrasound no one had confirmed the gender but we all knew that I was having a girl we did we only ever we only ever said she and we were just there was never like uh, a moment of where we were like maybe it's a boy we were just like no we're we're having a girl girl. yeah it's a girl yeah (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, you knew her name and we just always spoke about, like, when Luna was going to come. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she uh, – You went into weeks. labor 39. Well, I, uh, yeah, so I guess early labor. I had started to lose my, my mucus plug at 39 weeks on the dot and I was like, well, things are happening. That never happened with Leo. I lost it um, after my water had broken. So I started to lose my mucus plug on the Monday, the Tuesday – uh, the Wednesday and then the Wednesday I, lo- I lost a lot mm-hmm. of it and I I um, actually remember s- I was sending you a message and saying I shouldn't be driving because like I can this feels intense whatever's going on mm. um, and my friend Jesse our friend Jesse was going to be taking photos um, and so the day before I remember Luke had said to me I said to him, things are ramping up. Like I feel different in my body. Like there's an element of, I say pain very loosely because I don't know how else to describe it. An element of like pain to my mind. Discomfort, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't just like like the tightenings of the Braxton Hicks were becoming much more intense and longer. And he said, do you think things are going to happen tonight? And I was like, no, tomorrow. I reckon reckon she'll be born tomorrow. And he was like, okay, cool. So anyway, I went to bed early that night at seven and I was like, I need to go to bed early because I know, and that's something so important as well. We resting, uh, we get resting. You get so excited. You get so excited that you just like, I don't need to sleep. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So we were like really exhausted when it came to to go time. Exactly. So yeah, I knew how important it was to rest. So I rest, I went to sleep early and then I remember waking up and I was like, I I thought it was maybe like four or 5 a.m. and feeling this like, pit of disappointment yeah. in my belly I was like no I thought I was gonna wake up in labor you know that that was the plan mm. <laughs> and funny as soon as I woke up I was like oh something feels like weird in my belly and you almost forget the second time because I remember saying to people mm. how do you know when you're in labor like I'd forgotten mm. um and yeah I was like I'm definitely in labor so I didn't want to get too excited this time. So mm. were you actually having contractions at this I, point? or Yeah, actually just when I woke up, I changed positions and I was like, oh, that doesn't feel comfortable. Yeah. I will 
change positions again. And I was like, that doesn't feel comfortable either. And then I kind of sat up and Luke was like, you okay? And I said, yeah, just, I don't know. Like, I don't feel comfortable. And he was like, okay, well, obviously things are happening. And I was like, yeah, maybe. I just didn't want to place any. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, no, you know, this could, this could be a day. So I'm just not going to get excited. I'm going to chill out, you know? So I thought to myself, I was, it's amazing. I just was drawn to water the whole time. And my entire pregnancy with Luna, I feel like I spent in the ocean, which you have Mm -hmm. as well with these babies. I just have been in the ocean the whole time. And Mm -hmm. I didn't even take a bath with Leo because I was too scared of the bath water being hot. I mean, that's how anxious I was. I bought my whole pregnancy with Luna. So I was like, I want to go and bath. But I decided to go to the kitchen and check the time on my phone. I was like, well, I wonder what the time actually is. And it was 2 a.m. And I was like, oh, my God, I am in labor. No, this is happening. So I went and I I got in the bath. And then I started, like, involuntarily doing this deep breathing, which I'd been, you know, practicing. I was like, okay, things are really ramping up. Wow. I don't know how much detail you want me to go into, but as much as you basically, want. Okay, cool. So the the water was really comforting, but I was my contractions were very close, mm-hmm. and I was like, wait, is are they like are they supposed to be close? And also, I didn't want to time them or anything like that because it's just each experience is so different. So exactly. I was like, I'm just gonna like see what happens. So anyway. Um, Luke came in and he was like, he had had said to me that he had heard me like breathing. And it's funny because when he speaks about, like when he reflects back, he, he had this moment of where he was like, holy shit, Kate is definitely in labor. I can (laughs) tell that she's in labor and I'm not prepared. Like, I don't, I, I've just realized I've done no research. I don't know anything. (laughs) The coolest thing about my pregnancy with Luna was that and I think I could it could have been her birth could, may have been a different experience because Luke at no point and he's like my comforter. I'm always like, is do you think this is okay? And he always reassures me with everything. Not once through my pregnancy did he question home birth. Did he say, hey, what happens if this happens? Or so when do you think like you would want to go to the hospital? He just he trusted fully, and yeah. that was really cool because yeah, we both just. Trusted the process. I was just pregnant, yeah, and mm. it was cool. Then all of a sudden, I was just in labor. Um, literally, it was like all of a sudden, this baby was on its way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Luke had said to me, um, "I'm just gonna like time your contractions," and I was like, "Don't, no, don't," because actually, in my head, I was thinking that, and only afterwards did I realize I wasn't vocalizing that, which mm-hmm. is another, um, sign I of, guess, a sign of like yeah. mm, you're in labor. Exactly. He would go to speak to me and I would just put my finger up and close my eyes and like be like, shh, just shush for a second, please. Just I shush. remember seeing you do that a few times. So funny. Yes, yes. And the poor guy, I had said to him, no matter what I tell you when I'm in labor, you need to tell me my affirmations. I want you to tell me pain is power, <laughs> surrender and trust, breathe and just keep reminding me to breathe. I need you to remind me to breathe poor Luke so anyway Mm. I'll get to that but basically he had said to me sweetheart you are definitely in labor and I was like yeah I think I am but like this can go on for a while you know I mean my labor with Leo is 15 hours so Mm. I was like just relax like (laughs) 
make yourself a cup of tea. Like, we're going to be here for a while. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then I wanted to get out of the bath. I was like, I don't want to be here in here anymore. I want to just go and, like, sit on the couch for a bit. Anyway, so I I actually did that because I was, like, almost – I wanted to see if my body would change states or if it would stay in – like, continue with, the like, the um, – Labor that you were in. Yeah. Yeah. If it would ramp up. Yeah, yeah. So I went and I got into the couch and, oh, my gosh, I actually have goosebumps reflecting back to this. So freaking cool. But anyway, I was on the couch and I was naked and I had the, like, the I didn't even dry myself. I just walked wet to the lounge and um, I lay down. I had the blanket over me. And then Luke said, I'm going to message Meg. And Meg lives an hour and a bit away from me. And I was like, no, 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 don't. And he's like, I'm just going to message her and just see what she says. So anyway, he messaged Meg and was like, hey, you know, Kate's contractions are like, oh, I can't remember what they were. I think they were like a a minute apart or something Mm. crazy like that. And he, she said, "I, I think there's a baby on the way does Kate want me to come? And I remember Luke saying, do you want Meg to come? And at that point, things like ramped up and I just said, yep. Yeah. I just remember going, yep. <laughs> so Meg was on her way. And then Luke said, do you want me to message Jesse and Sky?" So obviously we had spoken beforehand and I really wanted you to, to, to be there mm-hmm. and also, you know, help out with Leo a little bit. So, Luke messaged you and oh, I think he did he try to call you he tried to call me yeah and then he messaged yeah. me which is awesome because I have that message now forever saying hey sis it's time so freaking cool so cool so anyway what time was it that you got there so sis? he called us at 4 30 okay 4 30 so I think you got there at about five yeah it was like quarter, or quarter past, past five. five yeah so I had been in labor for I guess two and a half hours and I mean, I was fully mentally prepared and ready for it to be like, I don't know, a lot, many, many more hours Mm. after that. Mm. So then I remember at that point when Luke messaged you guys, I went completely within. I closed Mm. my eyes and I think this is, I did the same thing with Leo. I didn't open my eyes like the whole time, but I think that I opened my eyes twice maybe during my, my labor. Yeah. And yeah, I just went completely within. And I had a lot of, like, internal talk, which was very cute, very not cute, very cool. Um, and I just remember, like, having these, like, conversations. Oh, man, it is so hard to explain and put into words my experience. I just – I it's like I went somewhere, like, into a different realm. Like, I mm. completely left – earth mm-hmm. and it's funny because I remember listening to women's birth experiences of like they spoke about like going to the stars to collect their baby and that's literally literally what happens I felt very guided and like comforted the whole time by again Luke's father I felt his presence so deeply it's just insane wow. and when I say this to Luke he's like it's amazing that you feel this because I obviously never met Louis but I really felt him there the whole time and I felt very very safe and I never had even a second of fear enter into like mm. my conscious thinking I never felt anything but 
when I was lying on the couch, I I remember thinking it's on and not really know, like I didn't place any like expectation of what was to come. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to like be in labor and like just see what happens. So then my midwife arrived. Was Meg there before you got there? Yes. Okay. So she were, I think she arrived maybe about 15 minutes before you or something, yeah, because we had called her at about three. So, yeah, she arrived at about about 15 minutes before you and I remember I remember just feeling her hand like on my shoulder as if to be like, hey, I'm here. And I was like, cool, she's here. Um, and that was it. I don't remember hearing anyone speak or like being distracted by anyone like the presence of anyone I was just like yeah I didn't really know what was going on it just was completely internal but Meg did then say to me um do you want to go to the pool but the thing is the first thing I said to her was I just feel pressure I was feeling a lot of pressure and I was like do I need to poo like what is going on but I felt like an intense amount of pressure different elements are just like the feeling of which I think you and I have the same feeling when we're in labor it's just this like intense Gas like pain? constipation feeling yeah. and like yeah 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 gas pain like gastro you, like, almost you can't relieve it yeah yeah and you just cannot the, the, you, it's not relieved by anything yes. yeah anyway jesse was there at the same time as you i think yes and then i'd said no i need to go i need to go and poo <laughs> so jesse and luke i think walked me to the toilet you were with leo i was um, with leo yeah you with Leo and walked me to the toilet and I remember feeling like pretty good afterwards and I was like oh no maybe that pressure was just like me needing to poo but it happened as soon as I stood up I was like oh no it's definitely still there and it was almost as if my body was starting to like practice push yeah um, or like getting me ready for it and I was like what is this extra weird feeling I feel um and, yeah, it's so amazing when you just leave your body to just do things in its own time. It yeah. really does get to this point that I'd learned about and I'd heard about and was, like, desperate to kind of feel myself because mm-hmm. obviously I didn't feel that when I was medicated with um, my labor with Leo. So Meg had said to me, you need to get into the pool. But I actually could not walk. And I'm so in awe when I see these, like, videos of women, like, walking around when they're in labor because there was no chance in hell that I could walk. Like, I needed to just be, like, floating. All I wanted to do was float. So, yeah, I – Jesse and Luke walked me to the pool. And as soon as I got in – and, I mean, sis, you saw the birth space. So, Mm -hmm. this was – the pool was set up outside on our back deck underneath a giant, delicious avocado tree – a lychee tree, just all of these beautiful fruit trees surrounding mm-hmm. our deck. We'd had beautiful fairy lights and plants and candles yeah, and all, oh, all of my affirmations out there. And yeah. your birth space is so important. Oh, it's so crucial to your mental 1, state. Thousand percent. It's so so important. I mean, you your your baby. You know, I read about how your baby should be born in an intimate setting that is like the same as where they would have been conceived, you know, like mm-hmm. moody, I really like mood lighting and just like where you're just so, you feel so relaxed. And it's interesting as well because I remember saying to Luke, um, I know I'm going off track a bit, but I feel like this is so important to say. Every time I went to the toilet, I, it's funny because if you go and like rush 
I'm getting like graphic, but if you like try and rush a poo, your body doesn't like want to do it. It doesn't yeah. work. Like it, no. your body actually gets to a point where it just like does it on its own. If you wait until your body is really ready to go to the toilet, it just kind of happens and your body will push everything out on its own. Mm. And I remember saying to Luke, I feel like I'm learning so much about labor and birth just from going to the toilet, like just letting your body be ready. Mm. And um, if someone was coming in, to you when you're on the toilet saying hey can I just check you or like how's it going in there or like push or whatever your body is just gonna like stop that process and you can actually like go backwards when you're dilating you can be like dilated to six and go to a two everything can just like stop completely and your body can go into a state of like people I mean I mean I've read stories of women being in like full-on labor and then having these interruptions being close to birthing literally almost fully dilated or fully dilated and then everything stopping and not birthing for like hours and hours afterwards it's so important to to know and to recognize that and so yeah I had I ended up laboring outside there in this beautiful, beautiful setting where you just felt like instantly calm and relaxed. And I had all of my affirmations from you girls from my blessing way and like all of my beautiful birthing crystals. And yeah, I just, Mm. I felt so, it's probably the most like safe and comforted and just, I could, there's, it's impossible for me to put into words how I felt. Um, and just I floated in the water and I had no tension in my body. I remember not even like this is the prep that I'd done. I'd done so much journaling and like meditating on this. And every night I'd have like my own little like pre-birthing ceremony that I'd do with Luke. Luke and I would like stretch and listen to my birth playlist with all the lights off and a little candle. And I feel like that was really setting the mood so early for our birth and so yeah I it was almost like this unconscious I didn't have to actively be like okay release relax your hands like relax your jaw whatever my body was just doing it from this prep wow and um I just floated in there and obviously each contraction I would I would still not like I would I would then remind myself to not have any tension in my body and that's when poor Luke would come in and go breathe sweetheart like (laughs) pain is power you can do this open breathe relax and I'd just be like shush please (laughs) and he would like try and touch me and stroke my face and like all these things I'd ask him to do and I was like don't touch me and it's amazing because a lot of women really want to be touched during that time but I really didn't I actually really didn't the only thing that I wanted which you guys were so amazing and it was, oh, my God, it was such a godsend, was the ice cool face cloths on my forehead. Oh, that was heavenly because obviously you're in the warm water and then, I mean, I was sweaty and I I was like hot. So, ah, it was so delicious having that like cool Mm. element and I, yeah, it was really comforting. So, yeah, each contraction, I remember as it was ramping up, I would say to myself, all right, this is, it's like you can have a contraction now and it's going to be beautiful. How cool that your body knows what it's doing. How cool that this means you're, I'm that much closer to meeting my baby. Mm. And so you would chat look, to yourself. It's not going to be long. I would have this like little chat to myself, yeah. And I was actually really comforted by myself. Um, and, yeah, I whilst it was super intense, 
I it was never at a point where I was like, no, it on. I don't even know how to really word this, but yeah, I would be like, okay, like yeah, that's enough, that's enough, like I can do it, but like that's enough. Mm. Um, but I felt like each contraction was pretty short, and then I do remember saying, funny. I got to a point where I was recognizing through my closed eyes that there was like a change from night to day mm-hmm. and I could hear all of the sounds that I hear every morning. I could hear the kookaburras and I could hear like the, the, the morning birds, you know, the guys that are here and like, it's morning. Mm. So I could hear that and I could sense that it was like, you know, the beginning of daylight or whatever. And I remember opening my eyes at that one point and kind of looking around and then seeing like my people and I was just like, oh, this is heavenly. Mm. Like I'm at home and I've got my people. And then just, I never, I funny before I, a couple of days before I went into labor, I, I always like to make sure everyone in my space is like, feels comfortable and like they have the things they need. I'm like, does everyone have water? Or does anyone need anything? Are you all full? And I was really nervous of feeling that when I was in labor, I, I didn't want to be like, Hey, are you guys like, is everyone okay? Mm. And I never felt like that at all. I felt like everyone was just pretty stoked to be yeah, there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and they were comforted as well. And so, yeah, I remember just like going, okay, and sinking back into it. Mm. And my midwife, because I did look at her a couple of times, and I went, Meg, how much longer? <laughs> oh, my God, the craziest, biggest butterflies just landed on our French penny tree right in front of me. Whoa, I remember seeing all of these butterflies, like, in a couple of days leading up to Luna's birth and I was like yeah she's close they would fly around the deck oh nature and just like consciousness is so amazing anyway I said to her a couple of times how much longer and you know that's when you know things are ramping up well not always but I mean yeah um I had seen my chiropractor a couple of no but yeah maybe a few days beforehand um and he'd said to me, are you home birthing? And I was like, yes. And he goes, good. And then he said, oh, awesome. get on your hands and knees. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I will if I feel called to. Um, so anyway, I remember I, I was floating the whole time. And it's funny because you, you on your back. I was on my back. You, after yeah. When we spoke about this afterwards, you and Luke both in your head had thought she should change positions. Yeah. And – I we're probably all thinking at the same point, and then I'd said, I, th- I think I'm gonna I'm gonna change position. Like, I think I'm gonna get on my hands and knees now. And funny, just before that, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just before that, I was feeling this like pushing, and I remember with each breath, I was I was starting to make this like uh, mm. uh sound of like pushing, but it wasn't me, but it was me, but it wasn't. Mm. And then. It actually felt really cool. I was, I was like enjoying that part. And then I thought, okay, no, I, I want to get on my hands and knees now. So I did. And I mean, instantly things changed. My water broke and I, I could like, mm. I, I felt it. And you guys like saw, I think you saw what, like a little bit of membrane or something. No, I wasn't. I was collecting coffee. Oh, that's right. That's right. No, sis. I wasn't there. I because yeah, I you need think, to tell this part. I don't think anyone thought no. 
I mean, the midwives obviously knew that you were in active labor and you were getting very close. You were, they had said you were in transition. I remember thinking like, really, this is transition. Like she's so calm. Yes. And so they, even knowing they knew, they still didn't think you were that close. So they sent me to go get coffee and we're all (laughs) like, okay, cool. I'll go get coffee, whatever. And you had taken Leo with you. I took Leo with me, who we obviously wanted at the birth. Yes. Um, And so I get a message, luckily, just as I got the coffees and I was putting Leo in the car and it was a message from Jesse, which, again, is cool because (laughs) I have all these things that I get to keep. But um, she was like, you need to get back. Her waters have just broken. I thought, oh, okay, shit. Okay, threw Leo in the car. And I thought, okay, well, this is fine. Like, it's just her water's breaking. Like, yeah, that can mean exactly a few more hours. But then, literally straight away, she's like, "The head's out," and I was like, "What?" (laughs) So I flew. I mean, luckily, I was only two minutes down the road, but I flew home, and we got there. So we got there just as she came out. Oh my god, so crazy! Delivered her. Yeah. Oh man. And you actually, you and I locked eyes. That was the first time I'd so seen crazy, you open your sis. eyes the entire labor. And it's funny because I'm going to talk about what I was thinking at that point because you even said to me you knew what I was thinking. Yes, <laughs> but definitely. I... So you had your waters break. Yeah, so they had broken and I remember thinking like, okay, things things are going to happen quickly now. I just I, I knew I could feel her like descending into my pelvis and um, – mm-hmm. At that point, I, I, I just I instinct instinctually. Is it instinctively or instinctually? It's instinctively. Instinctively. Wanted mm-hmm. to like feel if anything was there because I could feel this movement like in my body, and I was really kind of like working with it and really like sinking into it. And I was like, okay, there's there's got to be something there. And then I, um, I could feel her head, and I was like, oh okay, wow. I mean, I got a fright myself. I was like, this is like, this is really happening. This baby's about to be born. Like Mm. even I didn't expect for it to happen like that quickly. Mm. And then I had this like big chat and I was like, with myself obviously. And I was like, okay, all right. This is like, this, this is, I, I, I was so nervous of tearing like I did with Leo. Um, you know, I had significant tearing. And so I, I was really, really nervous for that. So I, I remember like feeling around her head and I was like, I'll just kind of like support it out. And at that moment, it's so crazy because, you know, it's spoken about how a woman's vagina is like a, a flower, essentially, like how it opens. Yeah. And I remember thinking in that moment, I was like, oh, my God, you, my vagina is like a flower because you can feel each, like, layer kind of, like, opening and kind of expanding and, like, pushing mm. out while your baby's head is coming out. And I was fascinated with that. I was so, like, in awe. And I was that, – that whole process, so the actual birthing process, was by far the coolest thing I've ever experienced in my life because it just felt so – amazing it felt really satisfying it felt there was no element of like pain to that at all it was really quite a comforting part and I remember as well just prior to that I was like okay 
here comes the ring of fire. Like I've, I've had friends that have experienced the ring of fire yeah. and I've read about it and I, that's just what happens at this point. I didn't feel it with Leo, but I'm going to feel it now. And it's okay. I'm, I'm ready for it. I can do this, whatever, whatever. And I never felt it. I didn't feel wow. any burning or like anything. I just felt that, it, yeah, I just felt this very, very cool feeling. At that point as well, I was kind of like, oh, I remember my midwife had said, all right, you know, here's the head. I don't know if you were back at this point, but she said, here's the head. Um, And I heard her whispering very quietly to Luke. And I must say, I wanted to say now, I I really loved the whole, another part to the whole process of my labor at home was that not only was I in my own space and environment, but my midwives were super hands-off. It was very much an unassisted birth, which was really, really cool. I mean, they're obviously there to offer whatever support you need and whatever capacity you need, but they did. They just sort of sat back yes, and watched. Yes. I know that when I when I retell the story, I always say, you know, like her midwives, they were just on the chairs having, and they'd come over and check you. Yes. With every now and then, but yeah. yeah, they very much just sat back and let you do your thing. Yeah, and by check, they were, you mean like they would just come and be like, "You got this." With the, um, and that yeah, they checked her heart rate twice. They checked so her yes. heart rate like yeah a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, they were very very chill because they could yes. see that you were very much in control yeah so that was really nice as well kind of it it just was completely undisturbed yeah so yeah um my midwife had said to Luke because obviously now this baby's about to be born so that Luke was like well what do I do and so they were kind of explaining to Luke what was going to happen and I guess Meg was standing there and she was saying you know this this part might take a little bit of time and I mean that took me two hours with Leo that that mm. like pushing process and in my head I remember going fuck that and that's <laughs> when I kind of like assisted with pushing but it was never like a it was almost like a really deep internal breath it was never yeah. like a like I never felt like I was forcing it I can't describe yeah. it truly yeah but I kind of like assisted it yeah so yeah she um I mean from my water breaking to her being born it was eight minutes and it was two she was out in two pushes in whatever capacity that is my body pushing me breathing whatever it was she was out in in two motions um so yeah I felt I remember thinking oh my god my vagina is amazing oh am I gonna tear now okay I might tear that's okay like she's gonna be out and I'm not even gonna like know about it it's gonna be fine whatever if I feel the ring of fire well that's okay she's gonna be here so soon and yeah then her head was out and I remember feeling this like oh whoa what like what just happened Mm. and at that moment I could feel myself kind of coming back like to To reality yeah to reality slowly very slowly oh man I can't even describe it I know I'm saying that a lot but I truly can't put into words so Mm. yeah coming back to reality and then I was like okay she's she's fine like her head's out and yeah, literally my body just, she just came out. I mean, I mm. you, you witnessed that part, sis. And I wanted to speak about, about Leo. Um, we really wanted him present. And I, I think that, you know, a lot of people were a bit like, oh, I don't think that, you know, kids should see that. And 
why not? Why shouldn't they see like how mm. how babies are born? And you know, obviously, if it ever got to, I knew within myself that if it ever got to a point where Leo would be distressed or disturbed, that you know, we would you would take him inside or whatever. But I, we really wanted him to be involved in whatever capacity felt right for him. Because I mean, you brought him out every now and again, and he. I brought him out every now and then. And because you were so calm, I think he kind of would just come give you a kiss, and he'd be like, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I think that children are so much more connected to the spiritual world that, than we can even begin to understand. I think that they they know what's happening. We don't give them yeah. enough credit for that. Like it's it's almost that they're still kind of attached to that. They know, uh, my belief in any case. Mm. But, yeah, so you were the only one that actually got to witness Leo's yes. face. Oh, his face. I'll never, ever forget it. He, I mean, you had – I saw you. I locked eyes with you and I could that's see right. that look and on your face. That's I was thinking. That's when I was um, thinking of that. Am I about to, feel, like, feel the, the ring of fire or, like, what's yeah. happening? So that's when you're like, ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I kind of just ran around and everyone sort of made way for us. It was really nice. Everyone just was like, come in here. You need to get in here. And oh, we so sort of beautiful. came around the back and – as we got there, um, Luke was pulling Luna out and it was amazing. And so Leo's crazy. face, I have never, ever seen him smile no. so big. There was no fear. There was no confusion. Yeah, It was just like, oh, my God, my baby sister. And he was like, there really was a baby in there. Yeah. You know? He's like, cool. And he was stoked. He was so excited. And then he just wanted to get in the pool with you. Oh, He's man. Like, I want to be in there. Let me in. So beautiful. <laughs> But so that yeah, was special. I, when I felt her, her come, like come out of me, and then you know into Luke's hands, I, 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 that's when I kind of came back, but I still wasn't fully there. You can actually see in my face in the video when I'm like back there, like back, back on yeah. Earth, because yeah. I just go, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, what just happened? You know? Yeah. In the most amazing way. Yeah. Oh, baby girl. So, yeah, I that was the birth. And, oh, man, I just – my wishes for everyone to just see how beautiful that moment was. But Luke was just like, she's perfect. And, but we still at this point didn't even know that she really was a she. But, yeah, I it's funny because I kind of, like, launch at him a little bit and I'm like, give, give me the baby, like, give, mm. give it to me and, like, pull out of the water. I kind of had this vision – but also I never placed too many expectations on myself. I just knew that she'd be born in the water, but I never knew in like the details. I, I, I kind of envisioned like pulling her out really slowly, but no, I was just like, oh, I need to look at you. Mm. So yeah, I put her on my chest and yeah, that was, that was, it. it was really, really, really quick from my water breaking and me changing position onto my hands and knees. And yeah. so that was, five hours from the little niggles I had in bed to birth it was a really like I guess like probably I mean my midwife said it's the perfect kind of labor like amount of time it's not too quick it's not too long it's like enough time for your body to like figure out what's going on and then yeah I mean I got there at quarter past five and you had her at seven and I had told Dale see you tomorrow (laughs) yeah literally I was like well you're gonna have to take the whole day off yeah these things take a while yeah so even I was like wait what what just happened what just happened and then afterwards I feel like you it was it was like business as usual like nothing had happened wow in the sense you were so I mean high 
Yeah. We were all it was high. crazy. We all were very People high. talk about this oxytocin high, which I read about in this book, how it actually, um, it's excreted. Oxytocin is actually excreted into the air. So yeah. everyone gets high off it. I mean, we were mm. literally all just like vibrating at the highest frequency. Definitely. We were just like, what is life? You know, it was the most, I mean, the sun was just filtering through onto the deck. Mm. The sun had, like, I mean, risen, I don't know how much longer, maybe not that much longer before that, but we were just in this, like, dappled sunlight, mm. all just, like, in complete, like, awe and awe. feeling so much yeah. love. And Leo was, was in the pool and we were all, I mean, my face was hurting from smiling. Luna was just, like, sucking her thumb, so she chill. She was so chill. Just, like, so, so floating chill. there. And, um, yeah, then I guess I just waited for the placenta to be born. And, honestly, that was probably the most intense part of it all was I think I was yeah. just, like, I, I felt so, like, ready. I was, like, okay, what, like, what, what's, like, let's go do something. Um, I was so, I had all of these beautiful, like, endorphins and hormones and everything that I was just, like, ah, oh, I want to, like, skydive or something. Mm. So, yeah, I kind of um, – it was so lovely just relaxing in the pool with Luke and Leo. But I also, like, wanted to get out and, like, move my body and get up. Mm-hmm. And, but I had to wait for the placenta to be born. And so, I mean, I think it was about 40 minutes, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, all right, like, I want it out. Because I, I didn't actually realize that you, you know, you feel the same contractions with the placenta that you do with birth. I was like, oh, this is a, a bit, like, intense, but you're mm. so high and you feel so good. And you're, you're so were baby. you having contractions? Yeah, were I you? was. Okay, I cool. was. I didn't I was. know that. But I wasn't um, – I was just kind of, like, letting them do their thing, obviously, mm. what I did with labor. But I – when I finally was like, I want this out, I kind of pushed with the contraction and then it came out. So maybe yeah. if I would like – pushed a bit earlier it would have come out I don't know but my midwives were beautiful yeah they made me like a like a little um herbal tincture that you know is to help assist with the placenta it was just so lovely and natural Mm. and like really up my alley you know with like I don't know so yeah and then the placenta was born and it was just all really quite calm beautiful and and calm and peaceful and yeah yeah then we got up and I had a shower and I think, I mean, you and everyone were in my bedroom with, with Luna and Luke and yeah. you bought these two beautiful candles that you gave me at my blessing away and um, I really wanted to do cord burning. And so, yeah, we tried that but it, was, it just got a bit smoky, didn't it? And I was like, oh, maybe like we'll just do this for a bit to kind of like honour the process and then, yeah, we decided to, to – um, cut the umbilical cord and then the we used a little crystal that you gave us and tied that to mm-hmm. the end of it so yeah we just sat in in bed all of us such a different experience such a different experience where do you feel like your mental health didn't suffer as much this time around afterwards because you had such a beautiful experience with luna i will never be the same woman i yeah. was even like a minute before Luna was born. Mm-hmm. That was the most deeply healing, surreal, empowering, delicious experience of my entire existence. I could honestly mm. do it over and over and over again. I'm actually like, I miss it. 
I, yeah. I feel sad that it's like done now. Mm. I, um, it healed me on a level I could never accurately like convey. Yeah. I it just, yeah. it was, yeah, it was, um, incredible. And it's also a really great reminder that you can still have a positive birth after yes. a traumatic one. Yes, exactly. And that's why I think, you know, it's, it's important to be able to share these stories after yeah. a, a traumatic experience for women to realize, okay, that is possible. Because, mm. I mean, I've had women reach out to me saying that they didn't, they don't want to have a second child because of their, their experience. And they don't realize that Just you can so have sad. these birth experiences. You know, I didn't even yeah. really realize you could when I was pregnant with Leo. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to unlearn the fear that we're kind of conditioned programmed, with, with yeah. programmed with birth yeah I mean Unfortunately. it's not always like it is in the movies and and these kind of experiences are what helps to like heal women heal women and yeah like my midwife said heal mother earth and whatnot but yeah, honestly so true. you know you have so many hormones post-birth and you are you know a lot of women are kind of predisposition to to feel hormonal dips and like deep sensitivities and maybe anxieties and stuff. I think that's just a normal part of the process. Mm -hmm. Maybe not ongoing for some, but I think that you do still feel those things. But for me, I mean, especially considering she was born during this like COVID madness, Mm -hmm. I, and you know, I'm one that can be quite affected with what's happening in the outside world. I can honestly say that I felt consistently so chilled and balanced and grounded and just I feel really good I feel physically good like I healed so much quicker than I did with Leo I mean and I didn't have any tearing or like excessive bleeding or any of the things like I feel like I feel I just feel really good mentally emotionally spiritually physically I feel incredible I truly I feel like a a a new woman I really do Mm. and I just this is possible this is possible for everyone it's for everyone everyone. yeah oh sis wow what a story so delicious thank you so much for sharing both your birth stories I know that you telling these birth stories and taking us on the full journey, even the negative side of it with, you know, Leo's birth will help so many women out there. So thank you so much. Absolutely, sis. And honestly, it's stories like this. I mean, I love listening to them and mm. these can these stories can help empower women and inspire them and, and that's make them realise exactly it's possible for them and that could help prevent future birth trauma and birth wounds. So Exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. That brings us to the end of today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Kate's stories are a perfect reminder that our bodies are built to give birth and sometimes all we need to do is get out the way. Also that your story can continue on from birth trauma into something deeply healing and empowering. I hope you've loved today's show and I will see you guys next week for another episode of Positive Birth Australia. 